Ray. Hello. We are here. We are going to talk money in the bank. This is Go Home Heat. And we talk about wrestling as if it is the last form of theater in the round because that is what it is. It is absolutely the only live action drama you will see going today. And WWE put on quite a show today. Did you enjoy the Money in the Bank ladder match? I thought it was pretty good. Okay, that's interesting because I'm going to probably be on the other side because I'm not sure if I've been I, happier with the Money in the Bank than I am today. Really? Yeah, so I think that I, I'm not great with remembering which Money in the Bank. I'm not great with remembering anything. Right. I will say... <laughs> I remember seeing a card of Money in the Bank last year, and uh, this year was a huge improvement. I, I agree, and we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about this event in grand scale terms. We're going to break down some of the matches. We're going to kind of gloss over some of the things that were... Sometimes a match isn't as important as a result or a post-match, and those things occurred tonight, even though... Ma I, I, did you think it was a bad match? I'll bite my tongue on it. All well, we'll I have there, issues. Go I have, some I have issues okay. with some of the stuff that happened tonight. So all that's going to happen and more after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. And we're back. All right, so Money in the Bank begins gloriously as we have the men's Money in the Bank match. L.A. Knight comes out to what it feels right now. I saw, man, I wish I wrote down this down. And now that Twitter has like limited the amount of times I can look at it and think about what people said, I'm going to be yeah. worse at it. It's also completely ruined <clears throat> wrestling Twitter, by the way. But somebody said and it, that L.A. Knight is all the Attitude Era wrestlers rolled up into one. <laughs> and that is a funny thing because he does have a little Rocky Maya, not He has charisma in a yeah. way that's different from Stone Cold, but with the similar swagger. His catchphrase feels a little Stone Coldy. The walk itself has a Stone Cold stomp, even though yeah. he doesn't come off as the common man. Go ahead. I guess I see more Dwayne in him. Yeah, because he doesn't come off as a common man. He's a good-looking right. guy. He he comes off like he knows he's a good-looking guy. Absolutely. But then there's other aspects to other guys. He's not a high flyer, but the crowd has organically fallen in love with him. We agree. Absolutely. Okay, and I, I assume some, you, you... Some you, believe he should have won tonight. Everybody thinks he should have won. Yeah. Everybody, you think he should have won. Pretty much. Pretty much, I think, who, who actually won, who was Damian Priest, I think he was, like, the second-best option. I wasn't... And as upset as a lot of people were uh, that L.A. Knight didn't win, I don't think that his heat is going to just die out immediately. I think this could have been a huge shot to, like, capitalize on not L.A. Knight's popularity, but I, I, don't, I don't mind Priest winning. Well, after we get through talking about... Generally, I do not mind Priest winning. This match, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Knight in a little bit more grand scale, so I can kind of tell you my thoughts if you don't mind. 
the match itself was good. We had Logan Paul mm -hmm. kind of trying to team up with Priest, and Priest let him convince him of that for about 30 seconds, and then there was back and forth with them. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get a Logan Paul, Damian Priest oh my God. Uh, feud, not right away, but <laughs> somewhere, between, somewhere between now and when Priest cashes in the money in the bank. I thought this was a pretty good, pretty classic um, WWE Money in the Bank ladder match, right? Absolutely. This is the type of thing where it's like WWE will always put a, a couple of really talented people in their ladder match, and it never turns out bad. And mm -hmm. I think this is another one that just turned out quite good, quite quality. There were some really quality spots, though Logan and Ricochet did almost break their necks um, <laughs> in a sweet lord of a spot. I feel like Logan and Ricochet are going to be connected throughout their careers due to the fact that these last couple of times they were they were the Royal Rumble, they had spots together. Here they picked them to have spots together. Like you said, they come off the ladder. They're supposed to kind of catch themselves yeah. on the road. They're rope. supposed to do like a springboard Spanish fly, but they slip like a bit. And it just ends up, they ended up not getting the rotation that they should have got. And... You could tell. And they luckily seem to have come out of it all right. We were worried because it looked like, you know, heads hitting tables first. I did think the back-to-back -back spots where Santos does the su 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 suicida kind of near the ring post into Damien and they kind of headbutt was hot and then Ricochet going through the ladder was kind of hot. I do think that if you look back on this pay-per-view, one of the big winners on this pay-per-view is whatever company sold WWE these ladders, because I don't think they managed to break one of them, and they no. tried all night long. The women never had a chance because they don't weigh no. enough. And the men weren't able to break them either. It was kind of crazy. But it was, the you know, the, we've gotten to a point now where we all realize the, the concussion on your body from the table not breaking is worse on you than if it were to break. The break... Uh, lessens your fall. That's the point of the break of the table. But anyway, I thought everybody looked good in this. I thought, you know, everybody mm -hmm. got their little spots, which was good. Damien winning was not a bad result. I feel like that's going to go. It breaks down to L.A. Knight. Every time L.A. Knight did anything, the crowd went crazy. The crowd was hot all night long. Absolutely. Everything L.A. Knight did anything, the crowd went nuts like he was stone cold almost. He's about to win this thing. And Priest goes up there and takes it from him. You know, he throws him off of it. Priest wins it. Here's what I like about it. Priest and Finn are about to probably go into a program with each other. My guess, if I'm right, and this is what I like if I'm right. You know, I don't like it if I'm wrong. Priest and Finn go into a program with each other. Eventually, Finn is ousted. And we wind up with a judgment, Jay, that only has the original followers, Priest, Ripley, Don. And I like that. I like that faction. It's nice. It's simple. You can give Priest a little bit of help if he wins the title. They can give Rhea help here and there. We can continue to get Dom over. I like that. Finn can do all right on his own. We've seen, we've seen uh, little clips of him. What's Megamind's name? What? From NXT. He was in NXT UK. McDonough? 
Uh, J.D. McDonough? J.D. McDonough. J.D. McDonough and Finn have had some interaction backstage. If you want him to go into something with him, that's fine. If not, Finn can tweak his character. I like the concept of Damian Priest, Finn Balor, for the for the right to rule Judgment Day at a SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. They've had great matches in NXT. Them in a stadium, I think, would sell. I think it would be great. What I don't like about LA Knight winning is, of course, he's the he's the guy who hasn't won it before. It's cool. Here's the thing: LA Knight has not been in a big program yet on the main roster, and really not many big programs at NXT. We love LA Knight because we loved him in NWA. We loved him before he ever got here. What do you think him and Bray was supposed to be? I think that was supposed to be the big thing, and then Bray just quits. I I don't... You may be right. Bray may have given up on it or walked away for a little bit. Right. Quit's the wrong term, first of all. But you get where I'm going. Absolutely. That was supposed to be the launching point for him, but it wasn't his fault that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Right. But then again, it looked as if they were going to have him lose to Bray. So maybe that's a blessing in disguise. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Right now, they're going to start putting LA Knight into bigger things. Right. He winds up with a big win. I see LA Knight. If this is booked perfectly for, uh, for the fan, LA Knight wins the Rumble. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy that would be great in a rumble setting. You could send him out there. He stomps down. The crowd's going to pop for him. You snowball this thing, and it is what Roman should have been. Remember, Roman should have won the rumble, and then they went ahead and tried to make him win the rumble the next year, and it was too right. late. This is the year he wins the rumble. He earns his spot. Right. And I love the idea. Yeah. I think... Uh WWE has a bad track rec- track record uh, with guys like LA Knight who like get big on their own. So it's um, correct, but I hope that how do I put this? I hope Hunter has more swing in this whole thing than mm. than Vincent Kennedy, right? Does I, that's just what I hope, and I think he does, and I think LA Knight. Reminds you, me, all of us of those attitude ear performers of the old right. school, even even pre attitude ear performers. He's got the swagger. He can. He's good on the stick. He's a bigger guy. He's not going to be missing around too much with the top ropes, but he can get up there if he has to, mm-hmm. or if he wants to. But I do think he is that old school, old field style performer that a guy like Hunter is going to love having around. And I think Hunter's going to try to push him. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. So let's go into the next thing, which we had, and I had very little hope for this because I've kind of been flustered with Rousey, and I've always been entertained with Baszler, but when she's with Rousey, it doesn't work for me. And then we had Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, and the match itself, I'm not even going to talk about that because what was interesting to me was that the, well, this is during the match. Baszler turns on Rousey. They act like she's being a heel. Everybody in the crowd, and me and you were popping because she's basically doing a face thing, turning on Rousey. Am I wrong? Uh, Right. Right? You're completely correct. Okay, and so Baszler becomes interesting. I'm guessing SummerSlam, we have Baszler and Rousey. They fight each other for a couple weeks. We get that at at the pay-per-view, and I kind of love it. uh, I'm fine with it as long as I don't even... 
I just can't force myself to you get. D- you don't want Rousey near a belt right now, right? I, I don't, but I also don't want Rousey on my TV right now. Fair enough. But I, I don't I can't really force myself to get excited about anything Shayna or Rousey are gonna be in anymore. This is the best of both worlds in that Rousey's not in the title picture, but the the people like yourself and so to some degree myself that don't love Rousey, she has the opportunity to become entertaining for us and she has a chance to have a good match for us at a big stage that doesn't involve titles and doesn't involve taking time away from the Biancas and the Beckys and the people who we do find entertaining right now. Now tell me this. Rhea Ripley's. What are they going to do with the women's tag belt? Does the women's tag belts feel like anything? Well, okay, after that happens... Rodriguez Liv, and Liv. Liv and Rodriguez win. Do hit both hit single finishers and they go into it. I I think you have them what, what defend do do? those belts everywhere all the time. I, I guess, but it just doesn't. How many tag teams do they have? Exactly. Like, they just broke up one of, the, one of their only tag teams. Which I guess is well, why we, I'm we don't, so... Well, we don't get to have it both ways. I we don't, don't get to say, I don't like those two, and then when they break up. I don't like those two, but it's also like I don't think... <laughs> I get it. It's a lose-lose situation. I get it. Like, I don't... Ronda sounded like she wanted the tag, women's tag belts to mean something. That's a and great point. If this is what she... If this is what the plans always were, then I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, okay, you make a great point. Ronda Rousey made statements about trying to make this tag team division matter... And she talked about the booking of it, and within a month, they she, pull her out of the tag team. And the, within a month, she breaks up. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, and you make a great point. And I, I, I don't know what to do with that, because you're right. You are right. But they have solidified it, because one of the problems, as you said, was we don't have enough tag teams. However, if you bring NXT into the equation, even though they probably can't, most of your performers there can't necessarily win the title, one way to get wrestlers' experience is to have them in tag matches. Right. And so if you can build tag matches in NXT, as we know it now as a developmental, right. it becomes something that you can kind of build towards and once a month one of them get a shot at the, at the big dogs. Right. And you can run Rodriguez and Liv down to NXT to get a little bit of that big-time feel to the performance center area. Anyway, let's move on because Matt Riddle takes on Gunther, and I'm going to gloss through this. I think Gunther's one of the great storytellers. What did you think, the matches in general? I thought this match was kind of underwhelming. Und- I liked it, but okay. That's cool. I, I just, I just did not, not, nothing, nothing really. It, it, Matt never really felt like a threat. Okay. And it, they, I, guess, I guess this was just kind of like a place for Drew McIntyre to show back up, which spoiler Drew McIntyre shows back up. The whole this whole match just kind of felt like a footnote. Okay, I kind of liked it. I think Gunther's one of the great storytellers. I do feel like they gave Riddle an out with the bad foot, and yeah. therefore anytime Riddle got any offense, Gunther went to the foot, and that was part of you know the gimmick of the match. However, what was more important than all of that? That was what I was talking about in the pre-show stuff. Right. Drew McIntyre comes out. 
Gunther, he leaves Gunther lying when it's all over. Gunther is approaching the longest reign in history of the Intercontinental title. To me, and I could be wrong, other people may feel differently, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre versus Gunther always felt to me like two stars trying to get on the WrestleMania card because, by golly, they're stars and they should be on the WrestleMania card. In the time between now and SummerSlam, Drew McIntyre can make this feel like I want that title because this is a historic champion and I'm going to be the one who stands in the way. I want this title. And that is a great way because Gunther has legitimized that title in that he is a guy that even when you think of Seth freaking Rollins, you wonder, how does he beat Gunther? Hmm. Even if we're just, like, make-believing all of this is real. Right. You wonder, because Roman needs help a lot of the time, is the real champion of WWE and kayfabe world, wherever that planet is, the multiverse, is the real champion, Gunther. Right. And this is what we get as Drew either gets put down by Gunther and continues, and we still think that, or Drew wins further solidifying the Intercontinental title. Right. And freeing Gunther to go after a Seth Rollins. Yes. I'm 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 looking forward to this SummerSlam match. All these things seem to be pointing towards SummerSlam, don't don't they? Now we move Absolutely. into Dom versus Cody. What do yeah. you think? It was fine. It was fine. I mean, uh I I I guess I kind of expected Brock to show up afterwards, so I was always kind of waiting for that. <laughs> and then he didn't. Yes, so and then like, you right. remembered Brock ain't jumping to pond for just anybody. Right. I don't know. Maybe maybe Cody'll like cut a promo or something Monday about like how he wants Brock or whatever. He will. He will. And if Brock ain't coming, he'll he'll decide who he's pivoting towards. I thought Dom did well. They didn't let him have a lot of offense, which I didn't think was a bad call on their part, you? Right. No. And he took a whooping. Rhea helped him out, extended the match a little bit, which made sense. And then we had a winner. Right. And Cody got all his finishers in a row. Dom took all of them, right? Bam, bam, bam. I do think if you want Dom to be more than just the guy that gets crazy heat because of hiding behind his girl and all that, if you have a future for Dom, and he needs to get whooped. Right. And that needs to happen in matches. Right. And he needs to sell. He needs to do what Seth had to do. Right. Which is take those whoopings and those... You know, Seth was the architect, but what else was he? He was the guy crawling to make the hot tag. Right. That's who Dom needs to be. But maybe he doesn't get to be in tag teams a whole lot. So, Or maybe he does with Dom. But crawl, you know, he needs to be the guy getting pinned after getting whooped. Right. Because I, I want... A year from now, I want to feel like he's earned it. That was why we. That's why we hit him with the kendo sticks. You know, when Seth mm-hmm. first got him, got a hold of him and did the thing and did the program with him. And mm-hmm. that's where we still need to go with him. Not to mention getting whooped, having her interfere, extends these matches, and he gets more and more work in front of us. Right. And I think that's huge for him. Now, women's MITB. What did you think about? It? I'm extremely happy that EO won. 
What'd you think about the match? Uh, I thought it was. I, I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was a little worse than the men's match. They did tell. They continued the Becky stuff. It, it's interesting now. Right? SummerSlam could be Bailey versus Io. We'll get there. We'll tell you how that happens. SummerSlam could be a rematch with Becky and Trish, and that does make sense. It makes sense that Zoe and Becky fight right. here pretty soon, and that turns into Trish and Becky. I like that at SummerSlam. I, I did. I, I thought the way the other match they had ended, that's where we were going anyway. Right. So we continue that. Now, I thought the matches were great. I thought big spots. We had the, the man slam onto the ladder, and mm-hmm. Zoe never stood a chance. I mean, uh, Trish Stratus never stood a chance right there as the ladder stood its ground. Right. And, and uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. And I thought that... Um, Zelina Vega did a code red oh. off of... The latter, and that was probably the best spot of did the match. You, did you know Amazing Red was her? I did not know that, no. Cousin or whatever? Yeah, when Michael said that, I kind of freaked out. I was like, what? How great is that? That's it crazy. Ex- it explains everything, too, right? Yeah. Absolutely everything. Now, I love... Okay, we break it down. Bailey prevents EO from winning, and nobody knows for sure if EO knows who pushed over the latter due to the way... Cole and the wonderful Barrett <laughs> go back and forth about it. Then we have EO save, we think, save Bailey by pulling Becky down. Bailey goes down, you know, with her kinda. But then EO is the smartest one in the room as she handcuffs the two together through the ladder, climbs over Becky to win the belt. Happy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could not be happier. Ecstatic that EO won. Odds are, EO Bailey winds up being the feud to prove to the main roster people that EO is a legitimate champion. EO Bailey. Right. We get that match at SummerSlam. That's what it feels like. Right. That sounds great. Mm. EO goes over, EO stalks a champion. EO beats a champion. Either EO loses a championship match going in as the champion in the rematch, or she gets a little bit of a run and loses the belt to some legend, whether it be Charlotte or Becky or Bailey or you know, Rhea mm-hmm. Rhea and Bianca are going to be legends at some point, it feels like. So right. some type of legendary performance. And EO can start to, you know, a lot of times. The one purpose of a Money in the Bank ladder briefcase is to test the waters with this person being a champion. And I think they're going to do that with EO, and I think she's going to hit home runs, and I cannot wait. Right. And then once they take the belt off of her, she can be the one who's going into these programs and giving you spectacular performances until they bet on her again. Right. Right. And not to mention, if the one she takes the belt off of is Asuka... And they get an extended match after that, they're going to tear the house down. You spent some time watching Stardom yesterday. Absolutely. You know what's going on. They're the best. They're the best. Okay, Seth versus Finn, what'd you think? Uh, this match kind of pissed me off. <laughs> Why is that? Go ahead. Um, I thought that the whole. I was really interested with where this match was going to go. Um, I thought that. 
Finn's character work uh, up till this point was quite interesting. Um, and I thought that the whole priest angle, while I get it, it kind of, A, I thought it was a little underwhelming, and B, I thought it kind of made Finn look like an idiot. Uh, and I also thought that it kind of went back on the entire character arc that Finn was going through um, at the time. Yeah, I, I was not happy with this now, What finish. do you mean by that? Went what I mean by this, I mean, Finn is supposed to be, like, Seth cost Finn his career, basically, right? right? And so Finn should not care whether or not Damien is walking in or not. I don't... I, I, the way I see it, Finn is so angry that he can only see Seth and he can only beat up Seth. And I, I think that generally it just... this That whole little thing turned Finn back into, oh, some goon who's in the Judgment Day. Uh, I don't feel as, as, as bad as you do about it. I thought, it, well, of course I root for Seth. But I thought the match itself, pre the moment... Finn climbs to the top rope and Priest stands. Pre that moment, I felt like Seth did a great job of selling the ribs. Yeah. He made it look like, because, you know, earlier in the night, Riddle loses. Right. The excuse is built in. Right. Here, they built in an excuse kayfabe, and it's hard to make a match look competitive while selling an injury. We've seen great wrestlers not do that well. Right. And Seth did that really well. Right. I thought he did. And when he was on top, it was great. And Finn kept going to the ribs. But even when he made his moves work, he still couldn't get there to pin because of the ribs. He still couldn't get there to. Right. You know, and yet, you know, he guts it out because that's who he is as a performer. That oh, That's how WWE books champs. Anyway, you know, they gut things out. But Finn climbs to the top rope. And he gets distracted, as you've said, by Damien not really doing anything. Just stand up. And, right. it, and it doesn't take but a second because Seth's on the ground. So as soon as he looks over for a second and jumps a little bit late, Seth's able to move out of the way, stomp, right. one, two, three. It works for me in that way. I do understand what you're saying, right? Right. I get what you're saying because, uh, how do I put it? Also, isn't this supposed to be the wrestling championship? No. <laughs> No. But, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. But it's still WWE. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but, but. Because they do that with Gunther so much. But, but anyway, I, I did enjoy the whole the whole thing. And I, and I kind of liked it because I wanted this next program for Priest. And I get where you're coming from because it does hurt. Because now we're talking about, as a character, if Priest goes over Finn, which is where I think it's going. What do we do with Finn now? Because he's lost as the demon. Okay, first of all, the Lord the Lord God Almighty cost him a match with Roman by breaking the turnbuckle. Mm -hmm. And then he loses a match with Edge as the demon. Gets his head split open, 14 stitches. Which is a shame, but he was still scheduled to lose the match. Yeah. You know, don't get don't get caught up in the details. He's still scheduled. So now he loses this one, and then if he loses his feud to Priest, what do we do with him now? I, I don't know. You know, and that and that's troublesome. In that, Finn Balor is one of the great wrestlers. 
And right. he's going to be, after he loses, if if I'm right, if he loses his feud with Priest, now we have an issue because he's where Seth was a year ago. Right. But he hasn't been putting over guys to make the roster stronger until we get to Priest. He's been losing to guys that are already legends, which is a little different. Right. Which is, in, in, in sports sports, you'd be like, well, it makes sense. He lost to the best fighter. But in wrestling, it's kind of tricky because it's not beneficial necessarily right. to anybody. But let's move on. The last match of the night, Civil War. What, what, what? Cena shows up, puts one on Waller who interrupts, but the key ingredient to all of that is the crowd was crazy hot. Absolutely. And, and Cena let them know this should host WrestleMania, and I want your thoughts on this. Obviously, this has something to do. I'm going to read tea leaves. AW's playing. Absolutely. Wembley. You're completely right. And they're going to want. WWE likes to own the record for most people in a building, in every building they've been in. Right. And they will tweak the way they sit chairs in. When we were at a WrestleMania in Atlanta years ago, they built ramps around the floor. In order to fit more seating in there. Right. <laughs> Just so they could break a record as right. to how many people had been in there before. And so we're going to have that because they're going to want to pass AEW's right. record at Wembley or whatever. Even though AEW won't have the most people in Wembley history because I've seen the tribute to Freddie Mercury concert. Mm-hmm. Get a look at that. By the way, if you've never seen it, Elton John, Axl Rose, Bohemian Rhapsody. Off the hizzy in Wembley. Google that. It's crazy. Also, if you've never seen that concert, it took 12 different singers to be Freddie Mercury for a concert. (laughs) Wrap that into your mind before you tell somebody who the greatest frontman in rock history was. Annie Lennox, David Bowie, George Michael, Axl Rose, Elton John, Joe Elliott. All those people just to be Freddie for one night. I digress. So they're going to play it. That's right. what's important. Armenia is going to be overseas, and suddenly the floodgates open for finance for them again on a different level. Right. Right? Also, Mania will feel, feel more special the next time it comes back to the States. Mm. Well, They won't be there this year, but you get where I'm coming yeah. from. Now, Civil War, Roman, Solo, Jimmy J., all of the things happen in this first. Did you love it? I have no complaints about this. I thought it was great. No complaints. No. Were there moments where you said, "Oh my God!" Just like always. Yes. That was what they were supposed to do to us. Right. Right. When when the referee gets knocked over and Roman's there and they count to eight. Yeah, and they do the the spear and Simone spike combination. Oh, it would look great. Yeah. It looked great. Stacked. It stacked. It stacks. Well, that's what cost in the match. Yeah, and then the second spear. The second spear was the one that really got me thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. And you had call, little callbacks as Jimmy goes for the Uso splash and gets caught in the chokehold. And, and we think he's going to go out, not be able to hang in there. But no, he fights back because that calls back to the beginning of this when Jay is in an I quit match. And he has to quit because of Roman catches... Jimmy by surprise and is choking him out. And Jay has to quit. Right. 
And that's how they wind up in the bloodline to begin with. So they give you that quick reminder. Mm. Then, as Jay kicks out, he hits Roman in the nuts, which Roman did that three or four times early in this title run Absolutely. where he was almost out and he got a nut shot on somebody. It was cheap. It was dirty. It was silly. Right. It was everything it needed to make sure we hated Roman Reigns. And here he got his comeuppance again. Right. And then Jay gets the pin. Mm. The man Roman chooses to be his replacement. The first man who bucked him in the beginning. Mm. The man that his brother pulled away from the fire and said, you don't have to be second best. I mean, I got goosebumps talking to you about it. Jamil was fired up about this. He has thoughts. We, the next time he is on one of our pods, I'm going to let him run. I may even just call him during the week and let him run on this. Because I know he wants to say what he thinks about this. And I know he's invested in this program. And he's right about everything we just said. And I'll, I'll add this as well. The crowd during this match. If there was anything right, that this match needed, it was this crowd. Oh, and even, I thought Cole was really great. And Roman was too when Rome when the crowd was chanting you know evil stuff at Roman and Roman said why are we even here anyway this is the dumbest city in the world or something to that effect, and Cole said you know look at how they're getting to him that's where they they remind us of how insecure Roman is right, and Roman has lost, I think we're getting Roman versus Jay at SummerSlam, right Roman is going to go crazy between now and SummerSlam. Mm. Right? Absolutely. I, I I am excited for SummerSlam. Nuclear option. Every Absolutely. time you see somebody slipping, he's going to jump them. They may not be even in the program. <laughs> right? It'd be really Like Shawn Michaels walking down the hall, super kicking guys with clipboards. <laughs> <laughs> Just like he does, like that little uppercut thing that like <laughs> Baron Corbin. Uh, yeah, yeah, or, or it's a cane. It's, His yeah. uppercut is very caneish. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, you know. Okay, now let's let's go into this because this is the important part to me about all of it. Because when I watch this program, here's what I thought. You tell me. As I watch this pay per view, here is the thought that occurred to me: Is Money in the Bank? to SummerSlam what the Royal Rumble is to WrestleMania. Is this where we get our programs for the next big thing? Which leads to your question to me a little while ago, which is, has Money in the Bank replaced Survivor Series as a big four? Or is there five? First question, is it I, I Rumble? I believe it would be the closest thing to that. You right? know why? Why? A multi-man match. Tournaments tell stories. Multi-man matches allow you to create stories for the next three to five, six weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's what we got in both matches tonight. We, we had a star that we didn't anoint champion. So what are we going to do? He's the one that's out in the limb, right? Correct. But, but Priest, we know where he's going. So you think you're getting the storylines. For SummerSlam at Money in the Bank. Correct. So has it, because to me, WWE is episodic television. Very more so than a wrestling company, right? Correct. It is episodic television. Is it replacing Survivor Series? 
Hasn't it already? Hasn't it already? I love it. When was that? When was? I mean, War Games. Something important did happen, right? That was great. But before, I mean, even but like before that, like when did? I would say. I I would say, and I I don't want to get too bogged into this, but I would say that it really depends on the year. I would go more of there's a there's a big five, then it's replaced it. But I don't really think there's a big five, so I'd be like there's a big four point five. <laughs> right. Because not every year Survivor Series is great. We had that year where Adam Cole. The I thought the buildup was better than it happens in wrestling, but I thought the buildup was better than the actual Survivor Series when Adam Cole was going to. Yeah. Uh, they had that match with Danielson. He had, it, he had it with Danielson. He had it with Seth. He's going around, and then we get the three champions. I thought that was great. Um, but other than that, in last year, it's kind of hit and miss Even on when it is, is. Is brand warfare really a story? Like, is United States champion versus Intercontinental champion, is that really a storyline? I don't know that. I don't think that it is, which is why War Games last year with Roman right. was so important. That's why that meant something. It mattered because it wasn't about... You have to figure out a way. A, a lot of the times Survivor Series feels like a, like a chore. Like it's, it's a thing oh, yeah, where WWE do does it. it. Like it's where we have to do this. I got it. I got so it. So now, now a brand supremacy matters for some reason. Put your Raw t-shirt on and go over there and be proud that you're on Raw. Which I do. Like with Seth, I totally think Seth believes right. he's the Raw guy. But with most other guys, they're just glad they're on one of the other shows. They're fighting for TV time. Mm-hmm. You know, Roman, I think, thinks he's a SmackDown guy, but I don't think he thinks he's a SmackDown guy because... And it's also he, weird when... Roman thinks he's a SmackDown guy because SmackDown needs him. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. It's also weird because brands are kind of dead generally. Yeah, because they, they they go back and forth too much to iron you out like that. Like like it. like back back back, it used to be like guys on SmackDown, guys on Raw would be on on SmackDown and Raw for like a couple of years. It would right? feel like that, right? Like you had your individual SmackDown guys like Taker and Batista, mm-hmm. and you had your Raw guys like Cena and. Uh, Sean, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. I've seen it. Orton, whatever. Well, you had your yeah. SmackDown 6 versus Hunter and whoever. Right. Was over on the other one. But I think you're right. And I feel like, again, you have to be tricky. And I trust, I tr- look, the way Roman's telling stories right now, I trust he can come up with something. Right. I don't know what it is. That's a long way off. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, right. jump the gun on that. But we got to find somebody for Seth. Mm hmm. It might be LA Knight. We gotta find, you know. I, I see Damien, Damien and Finn. I see Becky, Trish. I see EO Bailey. We gotta find somebody for Ripley. We gotta find somebody for. Or they might just straight up not find anybody for. Ripley. Well, I think the you know the Friday night episode was Oscar, Charlotte, and Bianca staring at each other mm. for a while. I like that triple threat. Right. It's big. It feels grand. Right. You know, and I think that's what we want. I do think we have, you know, the Usos, J, you know, Jay versus Roman, the final match at this thing, that feels big, don't it? That does. It does. And, you know, it's hard to figure out what we're doing with Cody, 
But I don't think Jay beats Roman at this. And I do think that the story still is Cody at Mania. I don't know how we get there as far as getting yeah. him over to and the I other think, brand. I think Cody's got to fight Brock. Because Brock's, Brock's always going to be in for SummerSlam, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know how I spaced that. Yeah, Brock and, Brock and Cody are fighting at SummerSlam. And it's going to be a banger. And they're going to get like a half hour of time. Yeah, it's going to be some type of stipulation. Maybe. Unless Brock is like full from eating too much raw meat, in which case he'll go out right. to eat that pin in a hurry. <laughs> get on get, right. get on his vehicle and go home. Right. All right, so that's a wrap, man. Ray, thank you so much. Like I said, we're going to have Jamil talking about, we'll probably do some form of a breakdown of that match. And this has been a Go Home Heat production. Check out our friends at the Game Project, the G-I-N-N, project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart. That is your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And, guys, enjoy these stories. We had two great weekends of pro wrestling, sports entertainment and pro wrestling. What AEW is doing, what... WWE is doing right now is really high level and we're getting that on a consistent basis. So try and enjoy it, man. Try and enjoy it. If you don't want to, you know, if you're worried about spending your time live, I can tell you, I'll give you, I tell people all the time, watch some of these weekly shows on Hulu. They cut out commercials, bro. You can get through Raw in like 45 minutes and it's great that way. Enjoy yourselves. Enjoy wrestling. Take good care of yourselves. And folks, go home. <laughs>